final hour of the Bill Michael Show. How we looking? Hopefully you're in, uh, enjoying your day. Uh, Jim says, will Burns' contract uh, coming to an end remove along with his uh, core performance so far this year? Do you trade him for some bats right now? Um, I personally think you can get more for Corbin Burns uh, at the end of the season uh, and get more for him in the offseason. Uh, that's, you know, just my thought. And here's the thing. It, it really depends on what you think you're going to do when it comes to efforting towards a postseason. I, I just can't. If Corbin Burns starts throwing the ball the way Corbin Burns can, and Woodruff comes back, and Miley's pitching well, and Freddie Peralta gets straightened out, and this team finally, you know, the middle of the lineup, or maybe they get one bat, and the middle of the lineup starts to pick it up a little bit, this team, and now again, that's a lot of ifs. I get it. I We're playing the what-if game. I understand that. But if that happens, I can't imagine the Brewers again making a move to weaken the team at the trade deadline. Now, if if the opposite happens and you pick up legit bats, then you're okay with it. But last year, the hater trade was strictly a money dump. It was strictly a money dump, and it was disheartening to see because they got a bag of balls for them. No, I mean, that that was a terrible trade. Terrible. And it just demoralized the clubhouse. And as Brandon Woodruff said, it basically told the guys in the clubhouse that the front office believed they couldn't win. It took the wind out of their sails. So I can't imagine if the Brewers are in this thing and Woodruff is coming back and, and some of these guys are you know starting to hit the ball, I can't imagine them doing the same exact demoralizing thing again because – to me, then, what does that say about your front office and the commitment to winning and all the I – mean, it's it would be so unbelievably hypocritical to be in it and then turn around and go with a salary dump if you don't get anything of mass quality in return. It would be, it would be terrible. I know there's – I listen to, to talk shows all over the state, and there's this, this argument of – you 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 got to trade Corbin Burns. You got to get the most you can for him. Okay, but nobody ever says what. So are you then going to a rebuild, and starting the beginning of the end of getting rid of Corbin Burns, and then you're going to pay Woodruff and Peralta, and you've got that little core, and then you're going to have to filter it in with some free agents down the road, and then what are you doing? Are you are you are you are you rebuilding? Are you not rebuilding? Are you staying the same? Are you getting a legit first baseman? Are you go? You know what 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 are you doing? rather than treading water. And nobody has that answer. To me, if you're right there and you have a legit shot at getting to the postseason, damn it, you take it. it it's not like the ability to go to the postseason grows on trees. And this this franchise should certainly, just because they've had recent success, should certainly never just take going to the postseason for granted. Because how long was it from 94 until, what, 2008? 
14 years worth of anonymity till they finally got back? 92, 91, whatever the hell it was? No way. No way. So I, <laughs> this whole thing about, ah, no big deal. We'll do this. Ah, no big deal. We'll trade that guy. Ah, no big deal. So at what point are you good enough to actually think about winning baseball games? Because all you're telling to your, your fan base is, we're going to be a cultivator for other teams, and we're really not going to be serious about winning. You've done it, what, once, twice? Since, what, 2000? Since, you know, you, you, you built the stadium? Come on. 877-867-1670. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Uh, Thomas says, I love the show. You're the greatest promoter of all time. I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio. I wonder if you knew a sports talk show host uh, in Toledo named Jerry Keel. He had a sports talk show there in WSPD. He was called The Blade, wasn't he? I think he was The Blade. I remember The Blade. If I'm not mistaken, he was the uh, he was the guy they called him The Blade. And he did Dayton, Ohio. Was it Dayton, Ohio? Or I can't remember. No, no, I take that back. University of Toledo, he did basketball and football games there as well. He just passed away not too too long ago. It was a couple years ago, as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken. But I think they called him the Blade. If I'm right about that, let me know. Or if I'm wrong, let me know. But, yeah, I think they called him the Blade. I'd heard of him, yes, to answer your question. To answer your question. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go to uh, Ken listening to us in Wauwatosa. Ken, how you doing, man? What's going on? Well, as far as breaking it all down, Stearns did a great job when they break, broke it down the last time and turned him into a winner overnight. So it, I'm not afraid of that. But, I mean, it's not that I want to. I re- agree with you. If you've got a shot at the postseason, you take it. But what I thought about the Packers is, and Owen whatever, 17, I don't think they're going to do it. But I'm not concerned about their record this year. I'm concerned about them improving and showing, showing uh, that they can work together as a team. And there was a couple of years back, I think Brady won a Super Bowl, and he said something about one of the receivers was a rookie. He says, well, what did you do with him? And he said something like 200 and some practices. I mean, if mm-hmm. they get together and work together as a team, I think they, they have a – that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what's going to tell me if he's going to make it or not, if there's improvement by the end of the year. And as another thing I wanted to mention, I've been dying to ask you, I was lately – I've been watching some baseball, and I just think that, that it's the aesthetics of baseball, the scratching and the spitting and the adjusting at the plate or whatever, there's less of it because there's less time to do it. Do you think mm-hmm. that's right? I would agree. I, 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 You know, the whole thing with baseball when it comes to, I know there's some people that don't like the pitch. I like the pitch clock. I think they could extend it by five more seconds and go to 20 rather than 15. But I like the pitch clock, and I've made it well-known. I'm not a fan of putting the ghost runner on second. I'm not a fan of uh, only two attempts, two disengagements to throw over to first base before you have to allow a runner to advance if you don't get him out. I don't like those, but the the clock itself, I'm all for it. I I was wondering, sometimes when I was was younger and I was watching the Brewers, I was wondering, is Gorman Thomas rolling his eyes under his helmet the way he's scratching himself? I mean, it's just not – it's not like it used to be. There's not as much of that going on. 
Right. And I just yeah. Well, it's more. It's it's no. Appreciate the phone call, Ken. It's more action. I mean, it's the the time of putting the ball in play has dropped dramatically. It was uh, over six minutes for the last few years, and this year I think it's at like three point two. I mean, it's almost cut in half. So for the actual time for ball in play, and 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 I I love it. Absolutely love it. I love the fact that it's been. Uh, it's been a, a better scoring game. It's been a, a more consistent game. It's been a more exciting game. Uh, I love everything about it. I really do. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1671. Hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, but I'm, I'm 100% for what's going on right now in Major League Baseball. I wish there was a couple of rules they'd get rid of, but for the most part, all I'm all in. All in. Absolutely. Uh, this is from Mark. Mark says, uh, I think it's going to come down to the Reds and the Brewers. I'm excited about watching Reds baseball again because they've been so bad for so long, and now maybe they can get a good rivalry going with the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, I'm glad that the Cubs have faltered, but the Cubs are starting to kind of show, uh, show their ugly heads again. Uh, I'd rather have a good rivalry with Cincinnati than those idiots from the north side. That's from Mark. Um, Mark, though, I, I'll say this. I, I get what you're, where you're coming from. You'd rather have a rivalry like Cincinnati uh, because it just seems to be a little bit nicer fan base, so to speak. But don't you, don't you love getting over on the Cubs? You know? I mean, wasn't that at its peak when the Cubs were coming off of a championship and the Brewers were trying to spoil the next couple of years and it was Wrigley North and a lot of back and forth and – you know, the Cubs fans were those fans that we loved to hate. You know, couldn't stand them. You know, Cincinnati, eh, you know, we don't really hate them. Cardinals, Cardinals, I've always talked about it. I mean, P- uh, Pirates fans, they're just like, hey, they're just happy to be playing ball. Cincinnati fans feel like, look, they had the big red machine. They were on top of the world. Everything got torn apart. They finally won another championship later on with Lou Pinella and company. Like, they should be kind of approaching royalty, but they're not. They've got five championships to their name. The Brewers don't have any. Uh, The Cubs have one in 108 years, 100 more than that now. So, in the Cardinals have even more than that, obviously, more than Cincinnati. So, the Cardinals certainly are a team that you could probably aspire to hate more. But the Cardinals fans, they're not Jags. They just, they can be a little obnoxious, but they're, they're good baseball fans. Cincinnati's good baseball fans. Cubs are just obnoxious. Cubs are just, you know, just in your face. You know, even when they're bad, they're in your face. It's like, what what are you doing, you know? So you you love to hate them. But I'm not looking for – I I would love to see Cincinnati and and Milwaukee battle that top spot this year. But it's not going to dilute anything from, say, the Chicago Cubs or the St. Louis Cardinals playing spoiler in all of this. Because you're rooting for that, too. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Greg says, hey, Bill, uh, to hell with Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati's going to hold on. I think it's right now a one-hit wonder with De La Cruz coming up and giving them some excitement. The fact that they finally took a loss and then lost the series speaks volume about that team. I think it's going to be the Brewers and the Cubs. Cubs have very quietly started to win some baseball games. And I don't count and don't count them out. That's from Greg. Greg, appreciate it. Uh, Dale says, as a Cubs fan, I agree with you. It's great to have a rivalry only 80 miles away. 
Uh, you get a lot of Brewers fans coming to Wrigley Field now, which is really cool. We see bus trips coming into Wrigley all the time. Love the rivalry. Don't hate Brewers fans. Try not to be the obnoxious Cub fan. That's from Dale. Dale, appreciate the email. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. A reminder, once again, if you don't know about it, coming up on Sunday, September 3rd, we got the motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. Get signed up. Follow all the information. Got some videos and stuff coming this week, too. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Please follow us there. Got some really cool stuff coming up. You're going to want to hear about it, and that way we can get you pre-registered and get everybody together and break another record for size this year again. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Bill Michael show continues on. Hey, Craig Every from Every Plumbing and Heating uh, and Cooling, for that matter, uh, serving Lacrosse, Trampolo, Monroe. Boy, I wish they were here. I wish they were in the Milwaukee area because my air conditioning unit's not uh, not cooling the way it should. It got up to eighty six on Saturday, and for whatever reason, it's just uh, it wasn't uh, keeping up. And normally, I keep it right at seventy seventy one degrees, and it was staying at about seventy eight. 79 degrees it just wasn't cooling it's something something's not right and i've changed the filters and such i wish craig every and his gang were down here however they were founded by a korean war veteran named clayton every back in 1969 this is the third generation craig taking it over and they are big time supporters of fisher house wisconsin so if you're in the area out in lacrosse or trampolo moreau vernon jackson counties call them 608-783-2803 608-783-2803. That's every plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. By the way, they're hiring, too. So if you're looking for a, a career or a new career or a new company to work for, get a hold of Craig over at every plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. So good stuff there. 877-867-1670. Hit us up again. 877-867-1670. Tony listening to us in Sussex. Tony, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing good. Um, I don't feel – I feel they still can win eight games. It didn't change um, how I think about their offense at all just because somebody analyzed them. I kind of caught it right when you were into that episode, and 
And um, I, I just don't feel anyone really has a basically has a really a clue how the I mean, you got maybe an inkling, but a clue really how the offense is gonna is gonna be is going to be. Right. It could be very good. It could be good. It could, you know what I mean? We just don't know. We have to see. We just got to see Jordan Love in action. We got to see game after game and see, you know, if he's the real deal. Or, you know, if there's with real good potential and promising, or or if we're kind of shaking our heads like, oh boy, we're in trouble. You know, right? So it doesn't change how I feel. I still feel. I have that feeling that we can win at least eight games. I really do. I really do. I have a feeling we're going to be better than people think. I would. Uh, that's kind of where I started. I said eight games plus or minus, and uh, and I kind of feel like there's enough there to support what Jordan Love and the the offense is going to do. Uh, but it's yeah. just when you start to bring up the statistics like we had a little bit earlier, being one of the youngest teams weaponry-wise, and the last time you had anybody that was this young, it was 2017, and it was the winless Cleveland Browns, and they had a better quarterback or at least a more experienced quarterback. I'm kind of like, oh, boy, you know, that's one of those reality slaps to the face. But I still feel like this team has the capability to win eight, uh, seven, eight, nine games. Somewhere in there is probably the realistic uh, realistic number. You My opinion. you got to take our backs into account. you got to take the backs into account. We have two – of, of the best running backs in the league that I think they're going to use them out of the backfield. We're going to be running more. And I think we really, if that offensive line can be healthy, you know, in our defense, you know, on defense, actually we should be starting eight first round draft picks. I heard that the other day, eight. Right. So hopefully they'll have their act together. I'm more afraid of the defensive coordinator than anything when it, you know, on defense, when it comes to this team, that's what right. I'm afraid of. No, you I know. I agree. The whole thing, remember, though, with the eight first-round draft choices, that's with Rashawn Gary and with Stokes. Both of those guys have to come back from injury, but I they agree with be, you. Right, they got to be healthy. they right. got to be healthy. Um, yep, 100%. And, uh, yeah, have a great day. Good show. Thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. And uh, we're going through some of the team rankings. Packers ranked 28th because of the inexperience that they have. And going back to 2017, the Browns, uh, going all the way back through really 1990, it's the second youngest core of wide receivers and tight ends going back through the 1990 season. Only the 2017 Browns were this young, but they had more experience at the quarterback position, but they went 0-16. So it, it's just it, it's just a legitimate statistic. It's like, here you go. So when you start to look at things in a light of how many games can the Packers win with a young core group, the most experienced receiver that's had the most passes thrown to them or at least snap counts is Josiah DeGuara, who's not even going to be a starter. You kind of go, oh, wait a minute. Okay, now you understand why the, uh, the, that there's a lot of people that are saying, on one hand, the Packers should be a playoff team. On the other they may not win five games. You can understand the disparity between the two sets of dramatic predictions because there is a reality to this. It's not easy to just go and become a winner all of a sudden in the National Football League. 877 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, this one's from Jack. Jack over in the email inbox says, I believe Jordan Love is going to be better than predicted. He's going to earn the second contract. He may not be great, 
but he's going to be above average, and above average should win them enough games to even put them into the postseason. Most likely nine wins. Thoughts? Um, I'm, I'm, I said no. Okay, so my thought was, my prediction was, I said seven to eight wins, and if they get an extra win along the way, so be it. But I don't, I'm not predicting that. Okay, and I'm basing that upon I wasn't a fan of Jordan Love's to begin with, so I'm not. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass here. I'm just, that's what I've always thought. Now, if if you're right, let's say he's Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco-esque. Can throw a deep ball, guys run under it. Young guys start to age a little bit quicker than maybe what most expected. You know, the defense gets you, you know, some more turnovers and a few more bites at the apple. Yeah, things could change. Uh, absolutely. I'm just not saying that... The likelihood of this team winning 10, 9, 10 games is in the minimal percentile right now, just based upon what we know. And with the little bit of eyebrow raised coming out of the OTAs, the mini camps, it, it can be a, a, I don't want to say pause for concern, but it can actually temper your expectation a little bit. So we'll see. Um. It's like if I don't predict 10 wins, people get mad. And if I predict 10 wins, people that think that everything sucks, think they get mad. It's like you're not going to make anybody happy. Just let it play out. I gave you my prediction. I gave you my thoughts. Just let it play out. Nothing we can do about it. You know? People get so upset. Uh, 877, not that our caller did because he was cool about it. Tony was good, but just in general. Um. What? Leo says, uh, I think Jordan Love is going to be good, not great. He's probably going to throw 20 picks, 25 touchdowns, 3,700 yards. Uh, it's going to be up to the defense to win a lot of ball games. Uh, it was a Facebook question today. The smell that you love, but it's not a cologne. What the hell is that? The smell I love that's not a cologne. That's a weird question, man. That's just out of the blue. That was just because it was posted on Facebook, that's what you got to go with? Um, first of all, I hope you're right about the defense. Uh, secondly, I'd have to go with the uh, – oh, God, I can't remember what the hell the name of it is. It is a uh, vanilla birthday cake thing from uh, Yankee Candle. I have one of those in my house. I had. I don't know where I got it. Maybe Kristen got it. I think Kristen might have bought it. And uh, we burned it over the weekend. We had some guests coming and burned it over the weekend. My my house just had like a, I don't know, it was just a funky smell. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But it had a, had a funky smell. So she lit this candle. She bought one of these Yankee candles, which I love. I'm a candle freak. But she bought a, a I think it was a birthday cake vanilla. It smelled great. Whole house smelled like cake problem is my mouth started water used to be uh they used to have chocolate chip cookie smell and they always said if you're going to sell a house when you go into the house have the chocolate chip cookie smell because then it smells like home and people would love the smell so if you're going to sell your home the trick was that any realtor will tell you you always want to make it visually accepting clutter get rid of all the clutter you know, even if you got to throw it in your car and drive it away, get rid of the the clutter, 
and then put chocolate chip cookie candles or vanilla candles or something in your home to make it smell good. So that was the problem, though. Over the weekend, it was on Friday. We had friends coming over. We had a bunch of people staying at the house. Had friends coming over, and she lit these vanilla cupcake. That's what it was, vanilla cupcake. Vanilla cupcake or birthday cake candles. And I walked around drooling all over myself. So, And that led to more than a few margaritas out back. And that led to a night in which I fell down and woke up the next day with grass in my hair. That's just a scenario that I don't want to relive. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We got more coming up after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. the program brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you know that I've got them in my home. I absolutely love them. And you can bundle them right now. You can put them all together with doors, windows, different interiors, exteriors, beautification on the outside for a curb appeal, especially if you're getting ready to sell your house, or just the value of getting the value back out of your home when you add these windows and doors to your home. Or you just want to make it more economical and you want to make sure that the outside stays out. The inside stays in. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Again, call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. There you go. Um, Tom says, Bill, I am genuinely excited about Badger football this year. I am, too. I am, too. I think a lot of people are. This is the most excitement that I can remember in a long time for Badger football where it's just – you feel like there's something there. You know? You just feel like you're just you're ready to go. You know? Um Yeah, Rick says Dave Wanstadt uh, does some Big Ten football and he is stoked to see what the Badgers offense is gonna look like. He said it's been boring and predictable for far too long. I I would uh I don't want to say boring. Well, maybe I guess you could because you know, here's the thing. It's all about the weaponry on the outside. You know, this was a team that went from basically not having a quarterback to having four of them, three of which could probably start for a lot of the Big Ten teams. And whether or not they actually have enough weaponry on the outside to, one, make it exciting, and, two, be able to move the football on a consistent, you know? So, I, you know, I, I'm, 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 you know I'm, I'm ready to go. Uh, Brett says, speaking of random questions, did you ever answer the question from the young, uh, the young scout? Oh, yeah, the kid that said, would you write, what would you say to yourself if you had to give your own obituary? I did. I did. I wrote back, uh, and I just basically, um, you know, I'd like to think of myself that, without getting too deep here, uh, I, I responded in saying, and i I got to find my response, but I basically said, look, somebody that believed in charity, believed in veterans, my dad was a veteran, uh, somebody who... I appreciated the fact that I was adopted and my parents loved me like nobody's business. Uh, I, you know, I would be leaving behind my kids, uh, a wonderful woman that loves me now and uh, truly rather than all the hypothetical crap, uh, somebody who believes in a lot of charity and just had fun doing what they do. Um, it was, it wasn't a long winded obituary, 
Uh, but just kind of based upon that, that's what I would say about myself. But then again, I would also say at the very end of it, okay, let's uh, throw some good music in there. Let's go party somewhere. And if I was smart, the way I would do it, and I probably should do this, but uh, at some point you take maybe five grand, you go someplace, whether it's a bar or a restaurant or whatever, and you put it down on the bar tab and you tell everybody at the, uh, at the funeral, oh by, oh, by the way, Bill prepaid for everybody to go drink. And then maybe you run shuttles from Stenny's or something like that. <laughs> and you have everybody uh, go party and tell stupid stories about all the dumbass stuff that I've done throughout my life. So there you go. That would be what I would do. Good question, though. Good question. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, this one is uh, from uh, Cassidy. Cassidy says, uh, the one thing everybody needs to know is that if this do- if this does not work out with Jordan Love, Brian Gutekunst needs to be fired immediately. This is You're the second person to say that. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm reading over on Twitter. Where'd it go? Um, where'd it go? Here it is. Uh, Badger Bass says, Bill, simply put, if Love doesn't work out on... Uh, out, Goody should be fired immediately. He's an e- egomaniac who thinks he's smarter than everybody else. Um, I don't know about an egomaniac. I think everybody wants to put their stamp on a team. You just want to make the team better. I, I think every general manager, nobody goes into it saying this is my team and this is the way we're going to do it. I think they all put their stamp on it. I think that's true. But I also think, now this is just, no manager goes in, or no general manager goes into a season thinking, I'm only going to win my way. I think the smartest general managers go into it saying, I want to get this team better because I also, or I want to be the guy that wins a championship, that puts a championship team together. Nobody goes into it looking to fail. I'm not going to take players in spite of, you know, that's what you pay your scouts for. And Goody was a scout. You know, Dorsey was a scout. Schneider was a scout. All these guys had scouting capability at one point or another, and every scout thinks that they have found the next diamond in the rough. So every scout has an ego. It's not. It wouldn't be um, a rarity for a former scout who's a general manager to have somewhat of an ego, you know? But – you don't go into it thinking you're the smartest guy in the room. You go into it trying to find the best talent in the room. So, I, I mean, I know you're not a fan of Goody's, but, and I agree with you, the timing of the Jordan Love pick was ill-advised. But that's only if Love doesn't work out. If Love works out, then you go, oh, okay. Now you, now you see what he saw and what he envisioned if it all comes true. Um, Mark Van Voxel says, uh, I think they're in a weird spot right now. They have the pieces and the talent, but those pieces aren't producing at the rate we would expect. And if they can find a way to get Adamas and Telez consistently driving in runs, keep Yelich doing what he's doing, then they will be good again. Talking Brewers baseball. Uh, Max Van Voxel, I would agree. I would agree. Um, the, uh, I had somebody also say, so uh, what you're saying is you're assuming Love would have won the games in tow before 
or two, I think is what he meant to say, before Detroit and company like Rodgers did. I'm I'm just saying if Rodgers goes down with a broken thumb, he had the fracture, right? If you thought that Love could have won those games, then I'm just assuming Love would have been able to play pretty well. Rodgers did not look good, admittedly, in Detroit, we'll just say. Or against the Jets. Could Love have played, could he have played better, considering what we know now was a broken thumb? Okay, on one hand, you can say, I would assume that maybe the offensive output might have been better. On the other hand, what does it say about Jordan Love that the Packers at least outwardly felt the best chance to win came with an Aaron Rodgers broken thumb versus a fully healthy Jordan Love? So was it because they really believed that Jordan Love couldn't give them the best chance to win? Or was it you didn't want to pull Rodgers for Love because that would have created more friction and more problems in that locker room than you really wanted to deal with at the time? I, like right now, today, we'll never know the answer. We'll never know the answer. 877-867-1670. By the way, just an FYI, in the last uh, 30-something games, Christian Yelich uh, OPS, I just saw it come across, I'm watching High Heat on the MLB Network, Is eight? his OPS is 887 in the last 30-plus games, 30-something games. He's throwing it out there. Jordan Love, or not Jordan Love, Christian Yelich has had, certainly had a resurgence as of late. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Bobby says, I wondered this myself, but it was really about thinking Rodgers gave them a better chance to win or maybe being too f- terrified to sit him. That's what I'm saying. We'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never know in the next few years whether or not it was we really felt that Rodgers gave us the best chance to win. Well, you may see it this year. You may be able to figure it out for yourself because let's say Jordan Love just looks awful then chances are you're going, yeah, now we know why a busted-up thumb of Aaron Rodgers probably looked better than Jordan Love. But if Jordan Love comes out and looks really good, say he plays an entire season like he did against Philadelphia last year in the second half of that ballgame, then you go, oh, they were too terrified to sit Aaron Rodgers because of what he might have done via the locker room with his guys. Right? Which is which is very possible. Uh, Dan says, and it would have caused, caused more friction if they sat him and played love. Can you imagine the madness then? Uh, Brother Buck says uh, he would have probably turned his guys against Matt Lafleur and Brian Goodikins. Uh, and then he's got his his guys listed as Alan Lazard, uh, Brian, David Bakhtiari, uh, Elton Jenkins, uh, Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tanyan. And uh, and Randall Cobb. I don't know if Elton Jenkins is his guy. You never know. I, I don't know. But that's that's a great question. It's a great question. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We got a lot more. Another segment yet to go. Hang in there. The Bill Michael Show. Wrap things up. Coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Potawatomi Hotel Casino, Milwaukee. Big supporter of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 2nd. And uh, if you're going to, you know, kind of come to town, maybe uh, you're going to come to town for Summerfest or maybe during the Harley-Davidson 120th, you're looking for a place to stay, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Or if you're looking for just something to do, say, God forbid it rains and the weather turns inclement. Head inside. Go enjoy yourself at Potawatomi, whether it's sitting in the 360 bar, just sitting back and relaxing, maybe heading up to the sports book. You can always uh, do some, you know, bingo or gambling in general. They've got great uh, food inside that place as well. The uh, steakhouse is fantastic. That's Potawatomi Hotel Casino, Milwaukee. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com for all, all the information. And to make reservations, again, thanks to Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Um, just sitting here watching uh, the high heat during the, on the MLB Network during the break, and they still are picking the Brewers to win the division, believe it or not. Still picking the Brewers. However, I had mentioned uh, about the spark that De La Cruz has given Cincinnati. Since De La Cruz came up, they, uh, the Reds are 14-4 and four since he gave them that spark. Abbott's pitching lights out baseball as well. He made his debut against the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. But everybody still believes that the Brewers, who have had a lead no bigger than two, and uh, they have not fallen off the pace by more than a game and a half, that they're still the team to beat in the division. Uh, However, because of Stroman and company down in Chicago, the Cubs have the best ERA when it comes to starting pitching. So if you can get the Brewers starting pitching back to what it's supposed to be, I, I still believe the Brewers would be the team to beat. I didn't say that at the beginning of the season. I thought it would be the Cardinals, but everybody seems to feel like the Cardinals are out of it, and they're going to become sellers here in the next – because you're not going to make up eight and a half games in the next two weeks, and you're going to have to make decisions. Uh, as we sit here, this is the last week of June. Can you believe it? The last week of June. And when you go into July, you got to decide whether or not you're a seller or a buyer. The Cardinals are clearly going to be sellers. They're not going anywhere. Still sitting eight and a half games back. They just, they've struggled. They've played inconsistent baseball. They were down by 11 games at one point. They got back to within five, and then they fell back off, and they stand pat at eight and a half games back. Now, unless they pick up four games this week, and all of a sudden they just start winning baseball when both Cincinnati and Milwaukee are losing, it ain't happening. So I would, I would consider the, uh, the sellers to be Pittsburgh 
Uh, although Pittsburgh's really not going to become a seller because they're 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 in that rebuild right now. They're not they're not moving a lot of their young pieces. They're just trying to cultivate the team right now. The the true seller is probably going to be St. Louis. Uh, Cincinnati's going to try to go for it. The Brewers are going to try to go for it. But both of those teams are going to try to do it with bats, and they're going to try to do it with maybe with an arm. Yeah, but young controllable talent, which is difficult to find. So that's why you may find it more out of uh, St. Louis. And I don't think St. Louis and Cincinnati, who those two teams hate each other, uh, I don't think they're going to deal with one another. I would say if uh, the Cardinals deal within the division at all, it's probably going to be Milwaukee, but uh, probably unlikely. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. A couple of minutes before we get out of here. By the way, Scott says Gutekinds is not going anywhere before Murphy retires, in my opinion. Hard to believe that they drafted Love without Murphy signing off on it in advance. Wouldn't be surprised at all if Goody is still the uh, Green Bay general manager after Murphy retires. No, this is it. This is that year because you're going to determine what you got. And you're either going to move on from a mistake or – if it proves to be a promising, you know, acquisition of Jordan Love, then you're going to, you know, uh, you're going to hang in there. But if things go horrifically bad, I mean, like really bad, Mark Murphy wants to make sure, I guarantee this, Mark Murphy wants to make sure that the train is on the track when he leaves, that everything is just A-OK, just like when Bob Harlan gave him the team. You had, you had Ted Thompson in place. You had your new quarterback. Far was going through what Far was going through, but you still had everything was trending in the right direction. And that's what Mark Murphy wants to do when he hands the team over. So this is a big proving year. Because if you're going to make changes, you're probably going to make them this year. 877-867-1670. Um... You know, and again, Ron Wolf has had bad draft choices. Ted Thompson's had bad draft choices. But both of those general managers are known for bringing the title back to Titletown, putting enough of a team around quarterbacks and such and making a couple of big moves that put them over the top at the right time. And everything came to, came together. So I, I, I tend to feel like Gudikins is maybe – um, I, I think what he's done specifically in the last few years, now I can't wait to see what happens this year because I'm just as excited. As much as I like Jaden Reed, I'm really excited about my, the, the tight end position and fortifying the defense. But I think over the last couple of years, you know, draft-wise, he's done a pretty good job. The first two drafts didn't have longevity. I agree with that. But what he's done over the last couple of years, I really like. So I hope that this year fortifies that. I hope Jaden Reed's real. I hope Christian Watson emerges. I hope Romeo Dobbs really comes on. Samari Turi really comes on. Musgrave, Kraft, I hope both of those guys are real. And if that happens, then, man, he, he, he'd, be, he'd be lauded as, as, you know, hey, once he got his feet under him, boy, he's one of the better general managers and short of, you know, winning a championship to, to you know, kind of be leading the, the franchise, so to speak. So we'll see. But again, a lot of what ifs there. What ifs. Uh, coming up tomorrow, hopefully the Brewers get their game in tonight. They're taking on the Mets in New York. And uh, the Brewers just trying to continue to win. The Mets have been just bad. The Mets have been just bad. And uh, 
You know, like I said, Christian Yelich in the last 42, not 32, 42 games, 887 OPS. He had a 679 OPS in the first 32 games of the season. And uh, the Mets have lost 15 of the last 20 games. And their starters over the same span in the last 20 games, a 527 ERA. So let's hope the Brewers are able to take advantage of that. Coming up tonight, they get this game in. The Brewers are able to get a win and stay on track. In the meantime, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, you've got uh, the uh, the Reds are taking on Baltimore. they got some interleague play. Yeah, the Reds are taking on uh, the uh, Baltimore Orioles tonight in Baltimore. So Cincinnati, after having you know that, that burst of a 12-game win streak, they lost two out of the last three to, uh, to Atlanta, and now they go in and face a really good American League East Baltimore Orioles team. So hopefully the Brewers uh, can maybe take advantage of that as well against the New York Mets, get a few more wins, climb back into the top spot, and continue on and really begin to press as they head towards the uh, towards the All-Star break here coming in a couple of weeks. So good stuff. All right, uh, I'm heading out to Wanakee Golf Course. It looks like we got a little drizzle, but drizzle never hurt anybody. So we're going to go out and play some golf today uh, and help out our friends at Fisher House, Wisconsin, and the Social House. Back at it again tomorrow. Don't forget, coming up this weekend, uh, we're going to be down on Friday. The show is going to emanate live from the Generac stage down at the Summerfest grounds. And then we're going to be down at the Generac stage on Saturday with some other, uh, like the Red Cross and such, for First Responders Day, handing out some, uh, you know, some literature, if you will, for Fisher House, Wisconsin. So we hope to see you down there this weekend as well. So until we talk again in 20 hours from now, time for us to get out of here. Have a going. Poop.